Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast for the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week, I am joined once again by friend of the show and cast member of the Blue Dawn actual play podcast, Dan Sos, for a game of 44, a game of automatic fear. 44, a game of automatic fear, is a game about body snatcher style paranormal horror. The situation is simple. People you love are being replaced with machines. You know this, and they know you know this, and they are coming for you. The clock is ticking. Section 44 is approaching. And you need to move. Blue Dawn is an actual play podcast focused on relationships, adventures, and stories assisted by games. They just wrapped their latest season, Manic, the tale of a sinister circus. So it's a great time to hop on and check out the show. You can find more information at bluedawncast.tumblr.com. Before we dive in, a special thank you to Melinda H., our newest backer on Patreon. Melinda, thank you so much. Your support of the show means the world to me. Patreon backers can look forward to some bonus audio for this episode, a character creation and prep session between Dan and I as we kind of lay out the world and who we are and the conspiracy that we're going up against. And as always, Patreon dollars help cover equipment fees, hosting costs, all the little things that keep the lights on and keep the show going, and I so appreciate all of your support. You can find more information at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. And with all that out of the way, let's throw it over to me in the past so he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week I am sitting down once again with my good friend Dan Sos. Dan, thank you so much for coming back on Party of One. Well, Jeff, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, so why, real quick, at the top of the show, why don't you remind all of our lovely listeners about all the cool projects that you're working on, anything you might want them to know about? Sure. Currently, I am one of the co-hosts and co-creators of the actual play podcast, Blue Dawn. Uh, we are just entering our fourth season, and we are playing Dungeon World. We're wrapping up the f- uh, first arc that we started, our Celadon campaign, and I really hope that you can join us. Uh, we've only been running for a short time, so you can jump right into the beginning, or you can check out our little self-contained arc, Manic, uh, which we started a few months ago, and we're all really proud of. If you like clowns, that is. Uh, I'm also a game designer, and you can find my work at payhip.com slash hieromagus, where I make games about lawyers for I, free. I dig that. I, I will check those out. Overruled. Uh, So this week on the show, we are playing 44, a game of automatic fear. Uh, It is a a game that I've been wanting to play on the show for a very long time. It is film noir by way of the body snatchers. Uh, I'm really, really super excited about it. Yeah, Uh, it really captures that old 1950s paranoid sci-fi. Yeah, I'm super, super pumped. So, uh... Why don't you, uh, since we're both going to be playing characters and sort of sharing the director role for this episode, why don't you take a moment Mm -hmm. and introduce your character first, and then I will introduce my character. Sure. So my character is named Joel Crom, and Joel is the the head engineer of the uh, Atreus Research Station. Uh, His job is to scan all the ore that we collect for... uh, special and important minerals that have been found in trace amounts. Uh, he's pretty level-headed, uh, quick thinker, uh, maybe not the most, like, sociable individual, but, uh, a good problem solver. 
The Atreus Research Station is an underwater uh, analytic station. Uh, it is the late, the late fifties, maybe early sixties. Sort of vaguely defined. I'm picturing like an Archer esque, like vaguely defined past, but also with computers and stuff mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Uh, we are an underwater research station. Not doing anything especially exciting. I mean, it's all kind of sci-fi and cool, but also it's sort of the mundane half of that. It's a lot of, like, scooping up rocks and seeing what happens if we blast them with electricity. Mm-hmm. Looking at, just staring at comp- at old-timey, like, green-scale computer screens for mm-hmm. long periods of time. You'd think that being underwater would be more exciting. And yet, here we are. Mm-hmm. I am playing Max Lawson, the energy level analyst. My job is to watch the screens as we run experiments, watch the screens as we run operations. I look at a screen. It's basically all I do. And I watch little levels. I watch bars kind of go up and down. I watch waveforms crash and expand. It's a job. Uh, I am similarly level-headed. I don't love what I do, but I understand that I, I play a role, at least for now. Or at least I played a role, because as you and I uh, have both become aware, something has happened to the Atreus Research Station. What is that? People are being replaced. Yes. People... Things started, people started disappearing a few days ago. I don't know. How long, how long has it been? Um, I think the first signs of unusual activity started about a week ago, but I think it only in the past three days have the changes started to become noticeable. Yeah. Because people started disappearing about a week ago. Mm-hmm. But about three days ago, those people started turning up again. And when they turned up again, they weren't the same. And to be clear, they were fine. They weren't injured. Yeah. But things had changed. They just... In the way that you can tell when you work in close proximity for someone, like for a long period of time, and then suddenly something about them is not is, is different... And you can't pinpoint what it is. Until, of course, there was the accident with Tony Corbin, the pilot of the of the water-to-surface shuttle. There was uh, an unfortunate accident that happened recent, about three days ago. The ship, uh, there was a, a leak. The ship flooded. And watching this... Watching back the footage on one of my many screens, Tony should have died. Tony couldn't breathe underwater, and yet he bre- and yet everybody else scrambled for suits, and Tony just kind of sat there. And he came back, and he was fine. But he should have had to. He didn't need to breathe, and. There's something about the way that his eyes looked on that screen. There was just a flash of this 
green glow that could have just been an illusion of the computer screen, but I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. A similar thing happened just a few days ago with uh, Jesse Jones, the communications officer and the surface liaison. Uh, A steam pipe burst in the communications office and people had to be evacuated. Uh, Jones was the last one out and didn't seem to notice that the entire right side of her face had been burned until somebody mentioned it to her. Uh, some people thought it might have been shock, but but who knows? Something, yeah. something and, is up. Yeah. And I'm starting to think that maybe we're not alone, or as alone as we were. And that's where we are at the start of the game. Yeah. I'm already hyped as hell. This game owns. Okay. This is so fun. So the count. So the game plays on a countdown. Our countdown starts at four. When the countdown reaches zero, the game is over. Uh, each During each phase of the countdown, each player, so each of us will get to dictate one scene. Uh, sometimes we will be, sometimes the other player will be in the scene, sometimes they won't be. Uh, we'll be... We'll be dictating the scene, we'll be saying what we're doing, and we'll play through it until we reach a point of particular suspense. Until something happens that we absolutely have to roll dice to determine. When that happens, we'll roll dice. The director will also roll dice. Depending on who succeeds, we may or may not be replaced. Or perhaps we beat the conspiracy. We'll find out. Uh, when the game begins, we each we start out with two resistance dice these are dice that either of us can use at any time uh if we i think if we if we use them i believe they go away but i'll confirm that when we actually when we actually get to the part where we use them the countdown starts at four at the beginning of each countdown each player with a main character so that's the both of us are going to roll one dice so give me a d6 roll Four. I also got a four. Shit. All right. Reroll to resolve ties. Two. Four. Okay. okay. So uh, I am going to uh, determine the initial order of scenes. I'll go first so that I can kind of like uh, lay out how, how the scenes play out and the mm-hmm. mechanical process of it. Uh, sure. The first thing that happens is I add one detail is I start by setting the scene with the other players. First, I'm going to add one detail to the scene. This is... um, Where do we want this to be? I think that we are in the commissary, right? Like, uh, it is a small cafeteria full of uh, vending machines. There's... There's like a, I'm picturing essentially like an Ikea dining area where everything's kind of behind glass wall, like glass shelves that you have to lift up or glass mm-hmm. cases. There's a, there's a cook, there's like a, a cooking crew, but they don't do a whole lot because a lot of the food is shipped in mm-hmm. and we're just huddled around a table, finally sharing all of these details with each other. That conversation that we just had where we laid out the things that have happened has just unfolded. 
I'm also going to add that it is Meatball Night. Meatball Night. Yep, it's uh, once a month. The meatballs are fresh meat. They're good. The commissary is a lot more crowded than it normally would be. Yeah, and I thought, yeah, 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 that's that's the detail that I really want to emphasize with that, is that, that, like, everybody, everybody's in the cafeteria, so we have to be very quiet and very, like, intentional mm-hmm. because we don't know who might be listening. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got our details. Uh, we'll add a third detail for the opposition, which is... Yeah, I think the third detail for the opposition is that everybody is there and like including uh including Tony and Jesse mm-hmm. who are kind of off in a corner pretty far away from us because we've intentionally put some distance between us. But like we see mm-hmm. them and but we but there's so many people we can't tell if they're talking with anybody else. We also don't know if they can see us. Yes. Mhm. Okay. All right. So, we're in agreement then. I suppose so. We, I mean, I, I don't know what that means exactly, but I know. But we agree that something is, something is up. Well, the, to hear it out loud, it sounds crazy. It. I know. I know. It does. It does. It sounds ridiculous. But, like, that doesn't... Okay, oh, so yeah. I guess my question is, does that... Do you doubt it, then? Like, where where are you at here? I've, I've, I've heard a lot of stories, Max, but... I don't know. This... This feels true. I... And I, I mean, think that's the worst part. I know. I I completely agree. I just, I know. I know the feeling. I just can't. If it's true, which I, I mean, we we both. I've seen the video. You saw Jesse's face, and and Max looks over now, and it's fine. Yep. To a point where like, it should at least be bandaged up, and she's just a hundred percent. Yep. Just fine. I mean, you know, the the facts are in front of us. I just, the conclusion doesn't feel like it could possibly be the right conclusion. But yet, here we are. Here we are. So, the question becomes, hold on, hold on. Hey, Sammy, good to see you. Good job on that, uh, good job on that report. Looking good, buddy. Sorry, I just, it feels like playing jovial is the right call, right? Am I, am I, am I being a ham? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, meatball night, am I right? Meatball, meatball night, guys. Night. Meatball night. Are we in danger? <laughs> I think we might be. I don't know who we can trust. Oh. <laughs> uh. Um, I think someone else shows up at the table. Uh, uh, I'm going to bring in my bond here, actually, Mm -hmm. and say it's Langston, the ship's cook. 
Yeah. Uh, he's got, like, a little small bowl of meatballs that, uh, he just, uh, he sits down and he slides in front of us. And I smile real wide and say, should I, uh, should I eat those, Langston? Can I, uh, yeah, you're right. No, of course I can eat them. Of course I can. I mean, I, I brought them for everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You brought them for everyone. That's yeah. You don't see anyone else with meatballs, like with extra meatballs. All right. I. I mean, these aren't going to make us sick and turn us into, I don't know, aliens or something, <laughs> are they, Langston? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's a weird joke. Hey, I mean, yeah, it- Max. Weird joke. And I, I, I throw a long look over at Joel. Just to see, like, if Joel if Joel is a reacting in a trusting way. Because if Joel trusts Likes, then I'm on board. But I need to know. I'm going to eat a meatball. Okay, then yeah. I don't I'll... know what else to say. I'm going to eat this meatball. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I lean forward. All right. If Joel trusts you. I trust you, but I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have anything to follow that. I just don't. Don't backstab me, Langston. I like you. You're good people. And I reluctantly I re- eat a meatball. It's a pretty good meatball. It's pretty good. They're pretty good meatballs. Yeah, they're. These ones were warmer than the ones in the tray. Uh, All right. You know what? An alien couldn't make this meatball. All right. Uh, Langston looks at Joel and says, Is your friend okay? You've been watching too many horror flicks? He's fine. Just a... Just a geek. Yeah, that's me. Just... Just us over here, too... Dorks. Couple of dorks. Hanging out. So what do we do? I reach for another meatball. Well, uh, we could report it to the captain. No. Okay, you know what? No, I, I, I think we go, I think, I mean... If in the hypothetical situation that something were to happen, right? Because I mean, everything's fine. But I mean, fine. It's fine. Perfectly fine. It's fine. It's fine. I think we should go. I think I think we would have to in that hypothetical, we would have to go over over the captain's head. Right. I mean, that's why mission control is off base. Right. Is in case something happens. Which it wouldn't. Because everything's fine. we're ha- we're miles below the surface of the earth. We're fine. Yeah, hundreds of meters away from civilization. So nothing can hurt us. Yeah. Huh. Okay, we just can't go quiet like that. We can't just sit silent like that. That's can't. No, it's nope. Okay, no. Uh I like meatballs. I love meatballs. Langston, don't you just love meatballs? 
Meatballs are great. You know who I you know who probably loves meatballs? Is who? I don't know I don't know her name, but uh mission to the the mission control representative for this station. We talk sometimes when like I'm reporting on energy levels. It's I bet I I bet they probably I bet she could probably tell us about like the hottest culinary trends on the surface. So like maybe we should just like give her a call. Chat with her, right? You're friends with Jesse? Okay. I No, no, not Jesse. Not no. Um I keep it under wraps, but like I go over Jesse's head sometimes. I talk directly to Mission Control, the person that Jesse's supposed to be talking to, like, I kind of, sometimes she calls in and I give my report directly to her. It's just easier, especially in the last few days. It's just been a little easier. With with Jesse injured, I mean. It's been easier to go direct. Duh. I can't argue with that. Uh, Jesse did suffer a pretty brutal burn. I mean, I didn't see it, but I heard about it, and look at her right now, she's... Oh. She's fine. The miracles of modern medicine. Yeah, right? So yeah, let's, um, I think I'm gonna give, I think I'm gonna head head to, uh, head to my workstation and, 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 and patch in a call and see what she has to say about food. I'm, I'm not gonna stop you. If you have anything nice, try to get a requisition in. You know what I'm saying? I will. You know, you know I got you, Langston. I got you. Joel says, we're both aware of what you're saying. Thank you, Langston. Okay. And I kind of slowly stand up. And I start to move. For I start to head to... Like, I start to move for the exit. And... As, as you do, literally the second you stand up, Tony turns and is just following you with his eyes. Yep. Yep. And I say, Joel, would you like to uh, come with, stretch your legs, go for a walk? I could use some exercise, certainly. Let's go for a, a, a walk. Yes, a walk to your room and nowhere else. Yes. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh. And I think we start to move, and the second you stand up, Jesse like starts following you with her eyes and the second yep. we start the second we get to the door they both kind of stand up in perfect unison and start like mm-hmm. start directly following us. Mm-hmm. And I think I, that's our point of of I think that's our suspenseful point. Yep. That's our conflict. Is to get to get to like the comm station mm-hmm. catching that call to mission control. Yeah. Uh what, what do you think this would be? I think this would be resolve. So what happens in a conflict is we're going to assemble a dice pool. The first thing we're going to do is decide which quality is used for uh, the conflict role. So I'm going to use resolve because I think it's my own will and determination. I don't think I have any tools, and I don't think I have any aid from anyone else. Nope. So I am going to... Uh, I don't have any... I haven't tapped mission control yet, so I'm not going to tap any bonds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did tap my anxiety. I did tap my anxiety of uncomfortable silence. Mm-hmm. So I am going to 
uh, when I roll my dice, I'm going to remove the high, the 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 one highest dice result because I have an anxiety score of one. So I'm going to roll two dice and remove the higher number. All right. Uh, that's a five and a one. I remove the five. I put it aside. So my high, so my score is one for now. All right. That's uh not great. Nope. Now, uh, if, if you would roll as the director, I'll walk you through what you have to roll. All right, I'll roll. Uh, okay, so you're going to roll. First, you're going to roll your uh, equal to your current control, which is four. So you're going to roll four dice. Mm-hmm. You're also going to have the option to activate any agents of Section 44. They must have already appeared in the scene. Both of your agents have so far. Uh, mm-hmm. You can uh, to explain how the agents threaten the main character and then roll those dice. Um, well, uh, I guess the agents are, uh, just, like, they theoretically could assault, uh, Joel and Max as they walk. So, I roll four dice, or, yeah. no, five dice? Uh, roll five dice. Okay. Then I'm going to, if it's alright with you, uh, if it's alright mm-hmm. with you, I'm gonna roll both of these resistance dice. Sure. All right, All so right. I got four, three, five, six, and one. Okay, so your high score is six. My high mm-hmm. score, I rolled two twos on my resistance dice. Uh, and what happens on matches is you start with the base number. So I start with two. Each additional matching dice increases it by one. So my high score becomes three. All right. And I've got a five put off to the side. All right. Uh, We've rolled the dice. We've removed the penalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spotted the result. Have I rev- I I don't think I've revealed a secret. Uh, so I think we revealed both of our secrets in the in the opening monologue, but I don't know if they they didn't necessarily come up in the scene. So I'm so you can, I'll I'll leave it up to your discretion. Uh, I think well, they really didn't come up in the yeah. scene. So I, I don't think I'm gonna use yeah, them right now. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so I guess my result is six. And my result is three. So mm-hmm. the director wins the conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell me what happens as, as I, as I go, uh, tell me what happens and then we'll enforce some consequences. Ooh, shit. Okay. Uh, so I am actually going to reveal... I'm going to retroactively reveal one secret. Okay. And it's they can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will explain how in a second. So they are behind us. Yeah. We start walking fast. Uh, we turn a corner. We start lightly jogging. Uh, we turn another corner. We start sprinting. Uh, and, like, in the distance, we do hear footsteps, but... Soon, we feel like we outrun them. Mm-hmm. And we stop in, like, a side corridor uh, with portholes facing out into the ocean. This is an underwater base, after all. Mm-hmm. And at the end of this, like, long corridor, uh, we see two figures turn the corner in unison. Mm-hmm. And they're in front of us. And uh, Tony... And Jesse walk forward, and Jesse uh, steps forward and says, Max, Joel, 
What a surprise seeing you two out here. I thought you'd be in the commissary. <sighs> Ugh. And Max backs up to a wall and it's just, you know, immediately backs down, right? Like immediately she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just needed to go for a walk. I'm going to head back to the commissary. Uh, Joel, you want to come with? And like kind of slinks tail between his legs. Yeah, let's go. Uh, but Jessie holds out her hands kind of in like, and the for like the pre face to an embrace mm-hmm. just like out arms outstretched and says there's no rush they'll have enough meatballs for all of us but I was looking for you too we got a message from mission control we want to talk to you about and that is when Max bursts out, bursts running in the opposite direction. Okay. Um, Jesse does not move, but Joel takes off in a sprint mm-hmm. and does not seem to be letting up. Uh, and I think he, that's where our scene ends. I think that's a good, that's yeah. a good cliffhanger for our next scene. Uh, yeah. So what happens to what happens to Max in the meantime is I suffer some stress. Yep. Uh, I suffer three stress. I did not have any. The first uh, the first target for stress is it reduces bonds, but I didn't trigger any bonds, so it all goes straight to my qualities. So mm-hmm. my uh, my resolve drops to zero. Yikes! And because there's one stress left after my resolve drops to zero. Uh, it adds one menace dice to the director's pool. So the director starts out with two menace dice. They now have three menace dice. Oh goodness! Not a great, not a great, not a great scene. Not great at all. And now, if I suffer any stress again from resolve, I become an operative. Oh shit! Okay. I don't suffer any stress because I was not... You were not the main character of the scene. Okay. So I'm fine. Yeah, you're fine. You're a, you're a little bit fucked, but... A little bit. That's how, that's how games go. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh. So is it my turn to establish a scene? Yes, it is. Okay. Um. I think it might be that same night... And I'm going to be, I, I think we start this out, Joel is in the sick bay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually digging through the garbage. Okay. I think you get to add a detail now? Yeah, I think the detail is uh, the sick bay has emergency quarantine functions. Mm-hmm. Because we're in a tight, confined space, and any sort of infection could spread rapidly. So they have, like, basically an emergency switch that could just, like, hermetically seal the entire entire space. Mm -hmm. And I think that has been pulled, and you're basically, like, super locked in this tiny room. Oh, shit. So, 
I'm rummaging through the garbage and then I just hear ka-chunk. So let me ask you, the. Uh, so I guess the question is, do you think that Joel did it or do you think somebody else did it? Because I, I, I think it could go either way. I don't think Joel triggered the quarantine. Okay. Uh, because after he visited the med bay, he needed to get back to his lab. Yeah, okay. Then yeah, I think you are currently, yeah. then you're, you're rummaging, exactly that, you're rummaging through the trash and you just hear ka-chunk. Uh, I look at the door, briefly remember the quarantine protocols, uh, and then I think the last detail of the scene, um, is I finally find what I'm looking for in the garbage, which is Jesse Jones's face bandage. Mm Mm-hmm. With a little bit of burnt skin on it. Hmm. Yeah. I put that in my pocket, so I've got that. Then I... I, uh... I'm gonna get on the horn. I'm gonna try and activate the phone. Uh, Trying to call Mm -hmm. Max's room. And I think uh, the phone rings for a bit. It rings for a bit, and Max is on the other line, just muttering, like, Hello? This is Lawson? No. Oh, so, sorry. This is Lawson. I thought you said Mrs. Lawson. And no. I was like, no, that. This is no. this is uh, this is this is Max. This is Lawson. <sighs> we need a sign. Were yes. you in the army? I was discharged. I was in the engineer corps. I say flash. You say thunder. Done. Got it. Done. <sighs> I'm in the med bay. They've, uh, they locked me in here. I'm safe for now, but. But you're, but you're locked in there and. Yeah. They've got uh, the key. Okay. Yes. I. Need your help. Right. And I, I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I can. Can, can, can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a um I mean, I look at screens all day. I know I know every I know every keystroke in this cod forsaken complex. Uh there is actually an override that you can activate from the inside. I can walk you through it, but it's I can walk you through it, but the second that door unlocks, they're going to be able to, like cuz the thing is, you're locked in, but they're locked out. So you can activate it. And you might have a few seconds of surprise, but you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to move quick, or what's look? Okay, okay. The door's locked, so you have a little time. If there's something in there that you can find that can distract them, stun them, knock them out, something. As as you're saying this, I'm like frantically looking around the room. Uh, I think I put you on speaker. Mm-hmm. If they have that in the fifties, yeah. Um, so I'm just, like, I'm looking at, under, like, trays and shit. Do I need to roll for this? 
no, no, no. You can find whatever you want. I'll have. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna ask for a roll like when you when the door opens. Okay. Um. I think what I find is. So I find a fire extinguisher. That's uh, pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. I can use that to hit somebody. I find uh, a scalpel. And uh, I think the last thing I find is like a, a heavy duty like security guard's flashlight. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I also just there's like a, a stretcher or like a, a hospital bed. Uh and I think I turned that over on its side to give me a little bit of cover, just in case. Okay. And as I'm doing it, I say, God, if anyone was watching this, I'd be fired. Oh, for sure. Okay, thank I, you I for backing been, me I up on been, that. Oh, oh, for sure. We're, you're, you're probably, your job is probably in danger right now, but admittedly, not the primary concern. You'd think, but I'm still kind of worried about it. No, I get that. I definitely yeah. like. I I believe me. Mm-hmm. I feel exactly the same way. That was more for me than it was for you. Sure. Okay. Um, okay, Max. Uh, I'm ready. Okay. Get me out of this thing. <laughs> and he explains to you like the keystrokes you have to push on this like keypad, just the right mm-hmm. like override combinations, mm-hmm. and kachunk, the door unlocks. And you actually hear from the other side. Wait, what? How did? All right. Uh, so I'm gonna. The first thing I do is like I make sure I've got the bandage on me. Mm-hmm. I open the door, and I spray just a massive stream of fire extinguisher foam. Into and the I, open door. And I think that's exactly when we're going to roll dice. Yeah. To see if you can get to your lab, distract them long enough, or fade, stun them long enough to get to the lab. All right. All right. So you're so going th- to... Oh, so go ahead. No, I, I, I'm going to choose a quality first, right? Yep. I think this is material. I definitely think this is material. Yeah. Uh, uh, you have, yeah, you haven't enlisted any bonds in the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't trigger any of your anxieties, so you don't get mm-hmm. to hold any of your adzi- dice in your reserve, but you also don't uh, have to remove any dice that you roll. That's true. So I am going to... And you have uh, no resistance dice to roll. I'm sorry about that. I, I... Yeah, I mean, that's true. So I roll three dice. Yep. All right. I am going to roll f- five dice. All right. I got a six, a five, and a three. Uh, you succeeded. Uh, you succeeded by one. I got a one, two twos, a three, and a five. So my high result is five. Your high result is a six. Yeah. You were successful. Uh, so uh, on a successful action, uh, you get to. Uh, we increase our resistance dice by one. Yes. And you inflict one stress onto uh, onto the director. Ooh. Uh, stress onto the director. Uh, 
first where's it at? Hold on. First thing that happens is I subtract stress from any activated agents, which is Jesse Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse Jones's current number is one, so Jesse Jones is deactivated. Oh shit! You spray, you sprayer, and apparently, if apparently while they they uh, can survive without breathing, if they get cold, it's like if they're act if they if they get cold, their circuits freeze. And she sparks and kind of, like, freezes up. Her joints seize, and she just, like, falls over. Okay. Um, and Tony's not there? Or uh, Tony? Is, I'm sorry, yeah, Tony, not Jesse. Yeah, Tony. No, okay. wait, yeah, Tony's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, Which is a very good cliffhanger to lead into the next character scene. Yeah. I, I think uh, right before, like, at, like when Jesse goes down and uh, I'm spraying the fire extinguisher, and I think, like, I keep spraying it until it's out. Like, there was a little bit of charge left in there. There's a lot of fires in this medbay for some reason. Uh, but, like, I spray it until it goes out, and then when she falls down, I kick her in the head. Good. Just, fuck you. And uh, because the director loses a scene... The conspiracy grows, and Section 44 can redouble their efforts. I can add one point to one of the following. A control or program, an agent's rating, or a secret rating. I'm going to add a new secret Ooh. that is vulnerable to cold. All right. So now if that comes up, I can remove a dice and hold on to it and reserve later. Okay. All right. Oh, we've completed their, our scenes in a countdown. It's time to see if Section 44... It's time to see if Section 44... Uh, gets the upper hand. Mm-hmm. We roll all of our uh, resistance dice. They roll all... Uh, the director rolls all menace dice. Mm-hmm. So, if you would like to roll your resistance dice, I'll roll menace dice. It's just the one, right? Yeah. Cool. All right. Big money, no Emmys. Hey, a six. Perfect. We uh, get the upper hand. Thank God. What happens if we get the upper hand? Oh, we gain... Gr- if we uh, if we have the upper hand, we gain ground against section 44. Each player with a main character adds one point to the following. A quality, a bond, or an anxiety. Or we can add a number of resistance dice and menace dice. So you can increase the quality if you'd like, or you can add a me- uh, resistance dice to the pool. I'm going to increase my resolve. I'm going to increase my uh, my anxiety for tight places. Cool. Yeah. Okay. The countdown ticks to three. Uh, roll our dice to see who goes first. All right. I got a five. I got a four. All right. Uh... I think I'd like to go first again. Sure. Because I want to know, I want to see what happens in my, uh, in my bunk, especially with Tony, with Tony's, Tony's absence looming. Mm-hmm. I want to see what's happening in my bunk. So. Okay. Uh, the scene starts, the scene starts just as I hang up the phone. And I breathe a sigh of relief. And, and Max's bunk is colorful. There's, 
a lot to like there's a lot of stuff in it a lot of of knickknacks and posters and just odds and ends it's got a lot of character which clashes with the very characterless uh nature of his job mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense give me a detail to add to that what else is happening as i'm kind of like hiding possibly being pursued by tony uh, I think as soon as uh, the call ends, like you get a second to breathe, and then uh, the emergency lights go on. Mm. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and I think um, I think the emergency lights go on, and the the okay that's actually that's a, all of that is a good part all of that is a good structure to the scene so i think what happens as mm-hmm. soon as the emergency lights go on mm-hmm. i scramble throughout the room finding uh i know exactly what i am looking for i have a flare gun that mm-hmm. i've kept because i you know as part of my readiness kit that turns out mm-hmm. when you're underwater you don't really need all of your readiness kit yeah so i go for a flare gun i go for uh there's a pocket knife and I grab uh, my contraband flask. You know, I use it to pass the time when I'm staring at screens. Mm-hmm. And I wait at the door. I put my ear to the door and I see what I hear on the other side. Uh, I, th- I think you don't hear anything. Um, oh, and I hate it. I hate that silence. Yep. That silence. Uncomfortable silence. It. It's yep. just lingering. And I shake and I shudder mm-hmm. and I say, okay, all right, I, uh... The whole... The whole corridor briefly groans uh, as uh, the pressure in the water around it changes and, and things I, um, shift. I sigh and I say, okay, no, okay, we're gonna do this. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, but but first, I, uh... And I, I open up a small uh, box. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a communicator in there, like a communi- a small communications rig, like a portable communicator, and I flip it to a certain frequency. I flip it to like fourteen ten hertz or something, and I just say, uh, "Lost in the lost in emission control, lost in emission control." Yellow. Hey, hey, it's Max. Oh, hey, Maxie. What's cracking? Not, uh, not too much. I just kind of wanted to say hey and hear your voice. That's dumb. I'm under a lot of stress right now. I just kind of wanted to check in, make sure everything was on the up and up. Duh. All the levels looking good from the surface? Yep, readings are fine here. Uh, okay, anything uh- amiss? Yeah, the, um, yes, uh, yes, actually, there is a, uh, I, I, I'm smelling gas in, uh, Corridor 27G. Could you, uh, could you scan that and tell me, like, if there is, um, any unusual energy readings coming out of that level? Like, so that I can get a sense of if there's a, uh, I don't know, if, like, a reactor's on the fritz. Just tell me if there's anything producing energy in that sector. Oh, geez. Uh, sure. Uh, you hear a couple taps at the keyboard. Um, 
and a punch card being inserted. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it doesn't look like uh, any out-of-the-ordinary readings. I'm not getting anything on the spectrometer. Uh, I see the emergency lights have been turned on. I'm not sure what that's about. Yeah, that's, I, 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 I think maybe I'm smelling gas because they got turned on. Could you just, like... Flip them off and resume, you know, normal operations kit. Everything kind of locked down and back to normal. And then I'll get out there and I'll I'll check the paneling and make sure everything, make sure nothing yeah. flipped the switch accidentally. Uh, there's a little bit of static, but then you hear mission control say, uh, affirmative. All right. And the emergency lights go off. Um... And when they do, you hear a noise right outside your door. And then they go back on. And Mission Control says, did that help? Yeah, for a second, but they turned right back on. Could you, uh, maybe just, um, well, I don't want to, I don't know, maybe just, uh, I'll figure it out. Some, something's flipping a switch. I just kind of wanted to buy a little time, I guess, uh, make buy sure. Buy a little uh, um, it's a weird day. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the scoop later. It's thanks for thanks for running the test. I just kind of wanted to make sure of something. Cool. Thanks. All right. Over and out. And I ready the flare gun at the door, and I stand there for a second, and I just mutter, Tony. Come on in and let's talk about this. I've got some leftover meatballs. Hey, Max. And the second that door opens, that flare gun goes off. All right. I think this is it. Yep. I think that's going to be a material roll. Absolutely. Three dice. And I do have one dice in my reserve because I pulled a dice for my anxiety earlier. And I am Mm -hmm. losing a dice because of my anxiety or uncomfortable silence. Yes. And uh, I did trigger mission control to help me out in the scenario. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to roll three additional dice for mission control. Yes. So are. I'm rolling six dice. Mm-hmm. All right. I lose one of, I have two sixes, a five, a three, a four, a three, and a two. So I'm going to lose one of my sixes. Mm-hmm. But your highest result is still six. It's still six. All right. Uh, and I'm rolling four. Plus one, plus one for the agent that's been deployed. Mm-hmm. So five dice. Yes. Six, two, four, six, five. So All two right. sixes, a five, a four, a and a two. Two sixes yep. equals a seven. Ooh shit. Uh and I don't I don't lose any dice, right? You don't lose any dice. Uh I could Wait, I think, did I not reveal a secret here? Uh, you did not reveal a secret. Well, you would, you would, if I, I was right outside the door, you would have been able to hear me breathing. Oh yeah, you're right, you did reveal a secret, so lose your, so lose your, uh, lose your, your six. Top six, so it's just one six for each of us. So that is a tie, so I still lose, but I take no stress. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, um, I, I, 
I, I could get choose generic. to roll this resistance dice, but I'm not going to. I don't think that the odds are in my favor. I right. have to get a five or a six. I don't think it's worth it. All right. So I get to narrate essentially what's happened, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you fire this flare gun in to Tony's chest, and it goes off. There's like sparks shower your room, but. You know, it's your room's up to code, so nothing catches that you can see. Um, mm-hmm. And you see this this like smoldering hole in Tony's chest, and very lethargically, very sluggishly, he pokes at it and says, "This was my favorite shirt." Can we talk, Max? Um. And then his eyes dilate, mm-hmm. and he freezes in place for a moment. I love it, and that's the end of the scene. Yeah. Uh, so something we forgot to say, something I I missed Earl, I missed before we started that scene is when the countdown clock goes one, we get to narrate a cut scene uh, that reveals the conspiracy at large. Oh shit! Well, now let's do two. Yeah. Well, we just get we get one for when it takes right. down to three. So together we get to narrate. Mm-hmm. So I have an idea, if it's all right with you. Yeah. Uh, I think we get a shot of we get a shot of uh Joel's work Joel's old Joel's workstation, like where the the ore is being mined. Mm-hmm. I think somebody we don't see who just somebody goes over and like flips a switch on it, turns on the light. And starts, like, running the ore collection, and they start, like, rocks start being deposited in little containers. And another mm-hmm. un- and another figure that we don't see comes over and takes them, and they start carrying them off somewhere. Yeah, I like that. I do like that a lot. Alright. Yeah. Your scene. Okay, um... I think this scene, okay, yeah, this scene is going to take place in my lab Mm -hmm. and is almost a direct continuation of uh, the cutscene we just Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that works really well. Uh, I'm walking down the hallway, and I see that the light in my lab is on Mm -hmm. that's like i i see like it shouldn't be it shouldn't be no one no one no one should be in there but it is and they are Mm -hmm. i've got this little bit of skin skin cell that i was gonna analyze uh i guess you get to add a detail uh, I think the detail is your lab is very large. You have a, mm-hmm. a, a large, you know, because this is where, like, they mine the ore and where, like, the mined ore that, mm-hmm. like, I think the drone, like, there are, like, robotic drones outside mm-hmm. of the, the lab are bringing mm-hmm. it onto basically a conveyor belt and dumping it into little buckets. 
Uh-huh. So there's this big giant mechanical apparatus that is running and it's just churning, just junk, vump, vump, and it's just dropping rocks into these buckets that are like rolling along. Uh-huh. And so there's this this and so there's this massive machine machine that's just running and there are people tending to it. Uh. Hi. Hello. Hey, Joel, how are you? I shine my flashlight in their face, whoever it is. It's, Who is uh, it? It's Rex Morris and Ashley Kincaid. Two, uh, they are, they are two, uh, one of them is a drone repair engineer and the other is a... The other's part of the hospital, like, the, the, the janitorial staff. Rex, oh. is, Rex is one of the janitors, and Ashley is one of, like, the drone repair people. Mm-hmm. They should not have an understanding of how this machine works, but they seem to be operating it with perfect proficiency. Uh, Rex, don't you usually clean the lab on Mondays? It's Wednesday. It's meatball night. Is it meatball night? I did not even know. He was there earlier. Yeah. I'm... I'm sure if you got back to the... cafeteria, they still have one for you. Oh. So you should go. No, no. Too much work to do. You know, I can get the... If there's some left over when the job is done. Listen, just... We're kind of busy here. Would you mind... Giving us some time... I Ashley is now on the other side of you behind me or just behind you like she's she's moved behind you and Rex Mm -hmm. is in front of you I won't I won't be long I just have to run a sample real quick uh I'm just gonna and I walk towards my computer and my equipment well I would really rather have the space to work it's really important that you know what unless you'd like to help us would you like to help us Joel and they start closing in uh uh I I, I back up to my computer and I this computer would have like a punch card drive or a floppy drive mm-hmm. I, I, tr- I try very quickly to cram the bandage into that drive like just w- while my hand's resting on the computer and I'm fully backed up into a corner now mm-hmm I say, what do you need help with? Because I... Uh, let's, what we can show you, and they start closing in, and I think that's where I'm going to call for the roll. Okay. All right. Um, so, I think this is resolve, probably. I'll call this resolve, yeah. I think... I'm trying to figure out which of my anxieties this triggers, because it definitely... Is it tight spaces or betrayal? 
I think this is tight spaces. I don't think you were necessarily betrayed by anybody here. Yeah, but I'm definitely boxed in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I get to... So, tight spaces is three. Yep. My resolve is two. So you're going to remove all of the dice you roll and have a result of zero. Okay. But those all go into your reserve to a maximum. But the top two of those go into your reserve. Mm-hmm. So you'll get to hold on to those and replace results with them later. So I will roll my resolve and not count either of them. Yeah. Great. Cool. All right. Now I'm rolling four control. Wait, I might be rolling three control. Let me check. Okay. For the record, I got a six and a five. All right. Um, no, I'm rolling. I'm going to roll four. Yeah. Okay. I rolled a five, two, three, and four. I think, because I got a zero, yep. that you win. I win and deal you five stress, so your resolve result it goes, drops to zero, and I add three menace dice. Okay. Fuck. Unless you would like to, unless you'd like to roll, uh, we have one resistance dice. You can choose to roll that and add that to your result. No, you would have to. It would also go into your reserve. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm not going to do that. All right. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of our countdown ticks to two. What's our cutscene look like? Uh, well, I think the outcome of that is... Uh, I think that the, the bandage is stashed, but they kind of just like come in and grab you and drag you off kicking and screaming down like a particularly dark hallway where I think I think Rex drags you off and Ashley like takes a box of these rocks mm-hmm. and they're going to show you what where they are experimenting on the rocks on the ore. Mm-hmm. And for our cutscene <clears throat> at the end of the well actually wait we have to do our end of turn. All right. Now we roll our resistance dice. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to roll resistance, I'll roll menace. So roll 1d6. All right. I got a six. I also got a six. Do we re-roll or? Uh, if the menace dice receipts, if the menace dice rece- uh, meets or exceeds the resistance result, we increase our activity. I can increase one to control or rating. I'm gonna increase. I'm gonna add an agent. E, okay. I'm gonna add an agent to replace Jesse Jones. I'm gonna add. Uh, what did I say his last name was? I'm gonna add Rex. I'm gonna add Rex. Mm-hmm. I also forgot Rex's last name. This Rex is fine. Yeah. I'm gonna add Rex. All right. Uh, countdown ticks to two. Yeah. Give me a D6 roll to see who goes first. Oh, we need to do the cutscene. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, I have an idea. I, I had a, uh, an idea for that. Um, we see a close-up shop uh, of, like, the quartermaster's uh, place. Like, it's the, it's, uh, it's the office you go to get, like, a, a key card replaced or... Mm-hmm. To take your ID photos, and we see uh, 
a bunch of ID cards in a line, and we see a hand gingerly reach out and take two of them and disappear. Mm. Yeah. All right. So uh, I rolled a one. So if you're going to go get to go first, either way, you can decide whether you want to see Max's scene or Joel's scene first. Um, I think I think we've got a pretty good rhythm of like a back and forth. Would you be okay with going mm-hmm. first again? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so Max is sitting. Max has sat in a chair across directly across from Tony. Mm-hmm. And they've just been chatting. You know, they've just been looking at each other dead silent for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max, not sure how to act. Tony, just not saying anything. So, uh, Tony has, like, ever since Max shot him with the flare gun, Tony has had a problem, like, moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went to sit down and his body just kind of collapsed. He's still conscious, and he's aware. He's just kind of looking at you. Uh, I... I'm going to start the scene. As I sit in the chair, I'm going to reach into my back pocket where that communicator is, and, like, surreptitiously flick it as though I am butt-dialing. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I hear that, as soon as I hear the first, like, the first bits of static that say it is, uh, they say that, like, there's a connection been made before Mission Control can say the word Maxi, Mm -hmm. I say, Tony, it's you and me alone in this room. Anybody could see it. Anybody scanning this room for life forms could see that there's just the two of us sitting in this room. So what are you going to do, Tony? What's your game plan? And I hope that Mission Control picks up on the hints that I am dropping and the tone in my voice. Uh, you you hear a hiss from, of static from the communicator, but Tony just looks at you and says, Do you have family, Max? I, not really. I haven't talked to my parents in a while. I mean, I guess I have, I guess I have one. But we're not like, and there's not like drama. But I wouldn't say we're close. Kind of on my own. Especially down here. Max, it really hurts me to hear that. Do you know why? Why's that, Tony? I consider us family. Yeah, I always got that vibe from you. Working here with uh, you, Joel, and the rest, I feel, I'm just going to say it, I feel like brothers. I feel feel like all of us, everyone here is siblings. Well, that's damn kind of you, Tony. I would hate for something to happen to us. I mean, we're in so much danger, you and I, sitting together in this room. 
I would hate for something to happen. I mean, and think about what danger we're in. Somebody could just... A vent could just burst. Water could flood the room. Lots of things. Who knows? Lots of things could happen. Lots of things could happen. You're right. Lots of accidents. Yes. And, but I'm glad, I'm glad to have people that, to have people that I care about here. I'm glad that, I'm, I think you're right. I'm glad to have family here. And the thing about family is we always do what's best for one another. And that's when I reach for the knife in my boot. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I dive forward. Okay. And I hope that Mission Control hits that hits that switch and floods this room as I go for the knife. All right. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I would pitch you that this is actually more contact. I would call that. Yeah, I'd say yeah. that. I'd say this is contact, which is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and tapping my bond of mission control, which is three. Yeah. So I'm going to roll four. Mission control, or director's going to roll five. All right. I have a five and three sixes. Oh, okay. So I'm going to spend, I'm not going to spend my, I'm not going to spend the dice for my reserve. All right. Not yet. Okay. Um, I rolled two fours. Sorry, no, a two, a three, two fours, and a six. Okay. But I think you beat me with three sixes. I do. I bet I two sixes, three sixes comes together to make an eight, so I beat you but I beat you with two stress. So uh I am going to and I am going to Yeah, I'm gonna swap out that last one for I'm gonna I'm gonna get that, that one extra point of stress to put in there. Just for good measure. I feel like we have not been rolling well, so I want to take advantage of that while we can. Uh, I get to narrate the outcome. I think the outcome is I tackle Tony and I put the knife in I put I, I, I slash his throat as just as the room starts to flood and I scramble out and I seal the door and I grab the uh I grab the communicator and I say So you saw there was only one person in the room then. What the hell is going on, Max? I told you I would tell you. I got a hell of a long story for you. And that's the end of the scene. And uh, so I've dealt I've dealt the director uh, three stress. Ooh. So uh, the first thing that gets targeted by stress is an agent. So Tony goes to zero. So Tony is deactivated. <laughs> Uh, the next thing that happens is what happens to the rest of stress. Next stress reduces control or program. So control drops to two. All right. Control drops to two. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's it's <sighs> my scene, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm locked in a storage closet. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at right now. Uh, the detail I'm going to add to that is... Uh, it is... Specifically Rex's janitorial closet, so there's, like, mops and ammonia and things. Mm-hmm. 
I just think it's funny if it's a janitorial closet. It is. And you hear you hear people moving outside. You hear your machine to dunk, thump, thump. And you hear whirring. You hear whirring and like the sounds of electric testing going on from the other room. Uh, is there? There's no one else in here with me. Nope. That I can see Just by yourself. Am I by yourself in this very tight space? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, is it dark? I think there's a single flickering light bulb on a string. It's surprisingly low tech for how high tech of facility this is. I turn on my flashlight, the big one Mm -hmm. that I took from the med bay. Um, and first I just like, uh, kind of sit down and breathe Mm-hmm. Just like, just like, kind of s- some gasping. Yeah. I don't want to do it because no, it's not great radio. But sure, yeah. sure, sure. Uh, and then I listen to the outside of the door, see if I can hear anything besides my machine working. Uh, you hear absolutely nothing. You hear boots. You hear boots marching around, but like on the other side of the door, you hear exactly nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, like suspiciously nothing. Okay. Uh, I. I like look around the room. I reach, like I grab a bottle of. I grab a bottle of rubbing alcohol, mm-hmm. and I fill, like I find some gauze, and I put it in the rubbing alcohol. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to. I I try to fashion like a, a crude incendiary device. Yeah, I think I think it's exactly what you do. And then. I uh, I get against the door and I pound on it. And it slides open immediately. And Rex is standing on the other side smiling and saying, Have you agreed to cooperate? Just, just tell me where I need to go. Of course. Let's let's take a walk. Mm-hmm. And they walk you to they walk you to the machine and they say all we need you to do is we haven't quite the machine's not working at full at full efficiency. Mm-hmm. No one quite even even none of us quite understand it the way you do. All we need you to do is your job. Just do your job and you'll be fine. That's it. That's it. Okay. Um Okay. Uh Could I get something to eat? 
food will be provided. Please. Oh, I of course, of course. I understand. We all, we all, we all get hungry. Please walk to the. There's a vending machine on the other end of the room. Help, help yourself. Sure. Here, and they hand. He hands you like five. He hands you like a dollar. Okay. Um. As I walk to the other end of the room, um, I. I take out the scalpel that I got from the... Mm-hmm. hmm And I walk past the conveyor belt, and I take just a pebble, just a rock. Mm-hmm. And as I walk to the vending machine, I... Uh, I'm holding the bottle... Under my, like, under my chin. And in my other hand, I'm trying very surreptitiously to light the gauze using the scalpel and stone as a flint and steel. And I am very quietly reciting the Lord's Prayer. Yep. And I think that's, I think that's what the dice roll is. I think that, I think that you light it. I think that the dice roll is exactly the moment you light it. So I'm going to roll two dice for control, one dice for tapping Rex. I'm going to roll... This would be material, right? I'm going to call this material, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just going to use one of my reserve dice. I got a six. All right. All right. Uh, I got two threes, so four. So you succeed with two stress. Okay. So Rex is disabled. Rex is deactivated. Mm-hmm. And control drops to one. Yeah. We're doing it now. We're now we're coming back big. Okay. Um. And I get to narrate how this goes, right? Yes. Uh. I think as I light it, I feel a hand on my shoulder. I turn. It's Rex, and instead of uh, throwing this bottle of rubbing alcohol uh, onto like anywhere, I. I yep. smash it over Rex's head, and in a second he just catches. Yep. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, in a pressurized environment like this, mm-hmm. an explosion like that is, uh, and any sort of incident, like any sort of like mm-hmm. fire like that, spreads very quickly. Yeah. So it's a it's an explosion, and he just lights up and mm-hmm. like stumbles around the room, and just is and like. The, the air just feels like it gets entirely sucked out of the room, mm-hmm. right? And it just whoosh. And you can barely breathe. And there's just pandemonium. Everyone is scrambling mm-hmm. left, right, and center. Uh, I dropped my knees gasping for breath. Uh, and then I run out. I close the door. I slam in my executive override key card. And, like, locking the room, to my knowledge. And then I'm gonna run right to Max's room. Yep. Yeah. And I think I think that's where we count down to yeah. one, our final two scenes. Yeah. Uh, if you want to roll resistance, I'll roll menace. I'm rolling six dice. I think I'm just rolling the one, right? Yep. Cool. 
right. I got two, three. I got a two, three threes, and a four, so that's a five. I, my total is a five because a three plus two is five. That's a three. All right. So we lose, right? This this round. Uh, yes, yes, we lose this round. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to up control. Mm-hmm. Back up to two. Fuck. That's not bad. Yeah. We're still we're still doing okay. Yeah. Countdown one. I think what it, uh, the the cutscene for one is. I think we see several. We see somebody they uh ore flashes like they blast it with electricity and some ore starts to glow mm-hmm. and crackle with energy mm-hmm. and somebody just looks up and raises up they've got one of those big welding masks on and they raise up their face they raise up the mask and they say success load the shuttle we're going home and they start carrying things towards the water to surface shuttle okay the one that tony used to pilot yeah <sighs> All right. Do you want me to still go first, or do you want to roll for it? Uh, let's just say you go first this time. Sure. Okay. Uh, okay. So, um, Max practically collides with Joel in a hallway. And he's got the communicator, and he's just rambling. He's like, oh my god, okay, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, it turns out if you slash their throat, they, they die. I don't know if that's something, but they're definitely... Something. There's definitely... There's something. They're not coming up on life scans. They are... Max. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How are you? How are you? Flash! Thunder. I hug him. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that worked. That's awesome. Damn, what a good trick. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, it's, uh, armies don't use things that don't work, for the most part. That's, that's yeah. fair. No, that's, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I, uh, that's probably why they cut me. Yeah. Hey, hey, oh, hey. No, uh. Look, this is, this is a crisis situation, but. I know, and that's why, you, look, and I hand, I sort of shove the knife flat side to, like, I shove the knife flat to your chest. I'm like, take, go. I don't know what I'm not, and I kind of like start to hand you the communicator. I'm like, go! I can't. No, you, you're better off without no. me. I promise you. I'm just. Listen. I'm just. No. Listen. What? If you need a screen to be read, I can count. You can count on me. But otherwise, I don't. I don't have any. Max, I need you. Why? Honestly, Max, because we don't have anyone else. I trust you. And I trust this knife. And that's about as far as it goes right now. So, I'm not letting you out of my sight. Well, damn, I thought you liked my meatballs, but, uh... I guess I'm just chopped liver. Langston? I mean, I do make good chopped liver, but... Langston. Langston. Langston also comes stumbling down a hallway. (laughs) Heavily breathing, just... (laughs) Oh well, damn! <laughs> Turns out them horror movies you've been watching, <sighs> yeah, ain't got nothing on what's happening around here. Have you noticed that? No shit, Langston. It's going down. It's going down. Okay, uh, I think. And we see several figures turn a corner. 
It's and all three of us just look. It's going down. It's going down. It's going down. <sighs> Mission control. Yeah. Do me a favor. Can do. And I look over at everybody. You think you can hold your breath? <gasps> Shut off life support. Okay. Um. 27G. Let's freeze these fuckers. Okay. Um. The hatches at the ends of the corridors just in, in unison just drunk. Slam down. And. Uh. The, I'm imagining that this corridor, for some reason, is entirely like plexiglass, mm -hmm. and with a bunch of vents set into it. And as the door shuts, uh, like go, like shut, um, a massive stream of bubbles starts erupting into mm -hmm. the water from every vent. Yep. Um, and. And we kind of, we start running for one hallway, they start running at yeah. us, and that's where we roll dice. Yes. Let's right. do it. I'm going to call that contact with a, with a bond, I think. Yeah. And my redundancy, I'm going to hold one dice. I'm going to hold my top result. All right. My, fe my fear of redundancy, my fear of being unnecessary. Yeah. That is, my high result is a five. I am going to hold on to that. And so my high result becomes a four. Okay. And then I roll. But I'm going to. We'll see. Okay. Roll two dice. All right. Let's find out. A five and a two. So. Okay. Uh, then you know what? I'm going to swap out that four for my other five. All right. So at least I at least I don't take any stress. Yeah. So they. Uh, I think they. I think they have to grab us and that kind of takes us to the next scene. Right. Mm -hmm. They drag us off. A few of them freeze up, but they kind of, they grab us. Mm -hmm. Mission Control hears our screams and probably, like, switches back on the life support. Mm -hmm. And describe to us where we are in our final, in our final pre-conclusion scene. Um, you, we've got cameras all over this ship. You've yeah. seen every inch of it. You have never yeah. seen this place. Okay. It is a hangar, um... Or like a sub sub hangar. Yep. And uh, for some reason, th like there is water on the floor. Mm -hmm. It's like a th a thin pool, and uh, in the water are some people sleeping. Or what appears to be sleeping peacefully, just kind of dozing in the water, their chests unmoving. And in the center of this hangar, lit by, like, floodlights, is a big kind of egg-shaped device uh, made of what looks like jet black stone mm -hmm. with uh, little markings in a pearlescent white uh, in, like, vertical stripes running up it. Um the shape, whatever it is, uh, has, it looks like cracked, damaged, 
beaten up. Um, and you can see, like, cracks in the black stone have been plastered over with this pearlescent white substance. And I think the detail I want to add to that mm-hmm. is there are shuttles. Oh. Probably half a dozen to a dozen of them. Like, exactly... Almost exactly like the surf, like the water to surface shuttle that we had, like in the research station. Mm-hmm. Except these ones have been outfitted with weapons. Ooh! Big honking laser cannons, the kind of which we've never seen. The kind of which we've seen maybe in like a sci-fi magazine. Ooh! But big honking weapons. Dang, that's not great. And people are loading ore onto these shuttles. Just by the bucket full, and they're like they're packing them like gunpowder into the into the like energy cannons, and we're just surrounded by people, and they're just loading these ships. All right then. Yeah. I don't know how to. I don't know. I don't know what we do here. I think... Oh, fuck. I just hang my head. Yeah. I think... Yeah, that sounds about right. I think we do what they tell us. Yeah. I think we do. Hey, Max? Yeah? We had a good run. I think we had a good run. I think we did. I think we did. I think we did a lot better than we should have, honestly. Yeah. I think we did what we had to do. All right. You know what? Okay. We gave it our best. And, um, yeah, let's... And Max picks up one of these, one of these, like, he looks over, and he picks up one of these crates of ore, and he starts walking it to the ship. He's like, I guess, I guess we can't, if we can't beat him. And as he's carrying the ore over to the ship, he stops, and he he flicks, he reaches into his back pocket, and he pulls out that metal cask, or that metal flask. Mm -hmm. And he picks up one of these pieces of ore real surreptitiously. Again, you know, keeping that a cover. And he looks over to Joel and he smiles and he says, We had a good run. Joel smiles wide and says, Yep. And he reaches into into his pocket and pulls out that scalpel on the stone. All right, and I think that's when we're going to roll. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually going to tap uh, an alternate rule here, which is uh, there's an assisting main character's role, which we can use. Uh, I If you have a quality that meets or exceeds the current countdown, which I do, uh, my material, my material stat does exceed uh, exceeds one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the quality I used in the last roll. Mm-hmm. And if you can choose, if you choose to, if you choose to tap me as your assisting character, 
which is not which is one because your contact is one. I would be the only character that could assist you. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I can add three additional dice to your roll. I think we should do that. And I can give you that six from my reserve to your result. Okay. All right. So so you are going to be rolling. So I'm rolling two dice. Mm-hmm. You are going to be rolling three uh, three dice for your material, three dice for my material. Six dice. Okay. I think we did all right. I got a one. We do all right. A four. A f- sorry, a one, a three, a four, a five, and two sixes. Uh, three sixes, because I'm going to swap out one of those dice for my six. However, mm-hmm. I also have six menace dice as the director. Okay. So I'm going to roll four of those dice right now. Do it. Since we have a total of nine, I believe. Yeah. All right. Uh, that doesn't help, but at least it lowers that stress a little bit and gets us to six. So we will, you will succeed by three instead of four. Mm-hmm. Program drops to zero. And we collect three additional uh, three additional dice. Resu- uh, result, uh, resistance dice. Mm-hmm. And the countdown. And I think I think the second fire hits that ore, it glows white hot mm-hmm. and starts like bursting yeah. like with electricity and energy. Yeah. And just explosions abound, right? And robots are scrambling. Mm -hmm. People are trying to grab us. We're just like, just diving for cover Mm -hmm. as chain reactions tear up this entire hangar bay. I imagine it sounds a lot like fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. Pew, pew. Mission control is screaming into the communicator. What the fuck is happening? Where are you? This isn't even on my radar. I think Joel grabs the communicator floating in the water. Says, we'll call you back. And throws it into the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... And... Yeah. The countdown clock ticks to zero. Dun-dun-dun. And we roll the end game. Oh, shit. At the zero hour, roll resistance dice against menace dice above. All right. Roll our... You, uh, if you want to roll resistance, I'll roll menace. I am rolling two dice. You are rolling five. Hey, that ain't bad. Let's roll it. All right. I got a six and a three. I got a one, two twos, a five, and a six. All right. Uh, so we... Director adds one to control. My control goes up to three. Okay. Now, each player with a main character compares the sum of their qualities to director's control. We both have qualities over three, which means that we survive. We win. Thank God. And now we narrate a final scene. Okay. Hold on. I want. I, I want to I, celebrate winning a little bit more. Fuck yeah! Yeah, <sighs> we did it. I. That was very close, but we did. Yeah. It. I think the final shot is uh. What does mission control look like? One of these shuttles armed with laser cannons floats, bubbles sort of haphazardly to the surface as we fumble to try and pilot it. Yeah. Uh, and we kind of like tumble out of the ship, mm-hmm. and mission control is like waiting at the at the at the the hangar bay for us, on the surface. Uh I think 
Mission Control is a like heavy heavy set uh middle aged person. I don't let me mm-hmm. roll a gender real quick. Yeah. AMFC rules. That's a six. So middle aged uh person wearing I was for some reason I've been imagining imagining them wearing like a checkered suit. Yeah, I'm fine with yeah. that. Yeah. Um whole probably I I I like them holding yeah, I like that. One of those like kind of tweedy Yeah. A zoot suit. They're just waiting for us mm-hmm. and Max climbs to his feet soaking wet because he probably fell in the water. Yeah. And he goes Hi. Your mission control. Hey, Maxie. Hi. <laughs> this is embarrassing. I don't know your name. You can call me Al. Al. Yeah. Pleasure to meet you, Al. I got a lot to talk about with you. Joel, do you know Al? Uh, no. Pleasure, though. I'm sure. And I'm Langston. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Langston's here, too. Hi there. Uh, Al turns to you and says, Max, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. I mean, I was never along for this job anyway, but, uh, suppose, suppose it's as good a time for a change as, as any. Yeah, uh. I think, I think I might be able to swing you another post similar to this one. You too, Joel. Shouldn't be that difficult. Yeah. Matter of fact, I have something lined up already. Uh, It's as far away from the ocean as you can get. The middle of the Antarctic. Oh. (laughs) You know what? Cold doesn't sound half bad right now. I, I'd have to concur. Al, when can we leave? Soon as possible. And I think we walk off. To a helicopter. To a helicopter. We we climb in. We fly off and we just see, you just see flashes of light under the water. Bright enough that we can see them from the surface. As those chain reactions continue to just light up the whole area. Yeah. And that under- and research station Atreus just goes under. Yeah. It literally fall. You can see, like, the top of it literally fall into the ocean. Yep. And that's game. Yeah. We did it. We did it. We survived. I'm glad. I'm very glad. Yeah. Dan, that was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you for having me. This was great. Mm-hmm. Hey. So, uh, real quick before we wrap up, where can people find your work online? Well, you can find me on Twitter at website.biz. You can find my podcast on Twitter at Blue Dawncast, and you can find it on iTunes at Blue Dawn. Uh, you can find the games I make at payhip.com slash hieromagus. And I think that's about it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a blast. And I am going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me.
Thanks for asking me. And thanks again to Dan for coming on to the show. That was a great game. Be sure to check out Blue Dawncast at bluedawncast.tumblr.com. They're a group of good people playing good games making a good podcast. What more can you want, honestly? Also, be sure to follow Blue Dawn on Twitter at bluedawncast and follow Dan on Twitter at website.biz. And then while you're on Twitter, you can follow us at Party of One Pod. Then slide over to Facebook and like the show at facebook.com slash partyofonepodcast. You can also join our Discord community at bit.ly slash partyofonediscord. Chat with us about, you know, wrestling and role-playing games and the podcast and really all the things people talk about. It's great. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout-out, or a word-of-mouth recommendation to a friend. All of those things help new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. You can also back the show on Patreon, as I mentioned up top, patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. So this episode ran a little bit long, uh, but it's possible that you got to the end and you thought, man, I just really wish I still had a podcast to listen to, to enjoy. Well, good news, you should go listen to All My Fantasy Children. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by you. Each week, my best friend Aaron Catano Saez and I take a listener prompt and spin it into a fantasy character, populating a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop Fridays at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you're interested in coming on to the show, whether you are a podcaster, game designer, professional wrestler, comedian, actor, writer, musician, kaiju, financial guru, or you just love a good role-playing game, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defining acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.